This is Andy Johnson, and it's the Reading Instruction Show. Today we're looking at theories, learning, and learning to teach. Now the word theory is often associated with an untested idea or an unsupported supposition. It's also used to describe one's conception about how things work. However, when it, when it is used in an educational or scientific context, the definition of a theory is a bit more precise. Here, a theory is a way to explain a set of facts. Put another way, if reality were a dot-to-dot -dot picture, a theory would be a way to connect a set of data dots. Each of the data dots in this picture is created by research. Now, accepted theories connect a wide array of data dots. These theories have been confirmed through a variety of different types of research studies and observations conducted over time. Accepted theories are then used to understand, predict, and describe phenomena. They can also be used to support existing practices or as the basis for designing new ones. Different theories connect different data dots in different ways, resulting in a variety of theoretical pictures, each advocating slightly different practices and practical applications. As well, there is often considerable overlap between theories. You'll see this overlap when you encounter slightly different versions of the same idea described in various places. Now, five general observations about learning and humans. Number one, learning is something humans do from the moment of birth to their last days. As babies, we learn to associate certain stimuli with pleasurable experiences and other stimuli with less pleasurable experiences. Throughout our lives, we are constantly interacting with stimuli both internal and external. These many and varied stimuli help us form associations, add knowledge to the file cabinets in our head, strengthen neural pathways, develop new insights, and generate new ideas. The second big idea related to learning, humans are naturally inclined to learn. Our big human brains are hardwired to acquire knowledge and to understand phenomena. We are curious creatures who inherently try to make sense of the world that confronts us. It is this natural inclination that has enabled our species to evolve from early times. Teaching is effortless when we're able to align learning experiences with this natural inclination. Teaching is much harder when what and how we teach are not in alignment with this natural inclination. The third big idea. Humans learning, or human learning, is effortless if the material to be learned is interesting or relevant. If learners actually want to learn what is being taught, teaching is effortless and learning is easy. Using learning material that is perceived to be meaningless, boring, or irrelevant makes teaching and learning much more difficult. Learning material can be made relevant by connecting it to learners' needs or personal interests or by presenting the learning material in ways that are compelling or amusing or that arouses curiosity. The fourth big idea, human learning is effortless if instruction is aligned with how humans learn.
Humans learn through play, application, conversation, social interaction, exploration, trial and error, discovery, experience, inquiry, and a variety of other ways. And number five, human learning is cyclical, not linear. Humans learn things by revisiting them many times at successively higher levels. You cannot present information just once and expect humans to have learned it. Humans need to revisit skills and concepts several times and in different circumstances. With each visit, we learn at increasingly higher levels. These five big ideas again, number one, learning is something humans do from the moment of birth to their last days. Number two, humans are naturally inclined to learn. Number three, human learning is effortless if the material to be learned is interesting or relevant. Number four, human learning is effortless if instruction is aligned with how humans learn. And number five, human learning is cyclical, not linear. Now, you are asking, how do you become an expert teacher? Let me give you a hint. It's naive to think that a finished teaching product can be created in four semesters of any teacher preparation programs program. These programs, <clears throat> instead, they provide the knowledge and skills for pre-service teachers to begin their journey toward being and becoming skilled professionals and eventually expert teachers. A body of knowledge is essential. It's an essential component of being and becoming an expert in any domain, especially teachers. Now, for teachers, there are four kinds of knowledge necessary for this expertise pedagogical knowledge, pedagogical content knowledge, content knowledge, and knowledge of learners and learning. Let me describe each one. Pedagogical knowledge. This is knowledge of general teaching strategies used to impact and to impart information, teach skills, or enhance learning in all subject areas. This includes strategies such as cooperative learning, expository teaching, discovery learning, problem-based learning, inquiry, universal design for learning, and various other forms of multi-level instruction. Expert teachers have a toolbox filled with an assortment of these strategies that can be used with a variety of students in a variety of situations. The second type of knowledge, pedagogical content knowledge. This is knowledge of teaching strategies used to teach specific content or skills. For example, expert teachers know the best strategies for teaching reading, for teaching science, math, writing, or other content areas. Number three, content knowledge. This is a body of knowledge related to the subject matter that is to be taught. Expert teachers have subject area expertise. For example, math teachers know a lot about math. Social studies teachers know a lot about social studies, etc., etc. This body of knowledge guides the expert teacher in deciding what is taught, in what order, and how it is taught. Now, expert elementary and special ed teachers are often required to have expertise in a variety of areas. And the fourth kind of knowledge, knowledge of learners and learning. This is knowledge of the learning process, of learning theories and human development as it relates to social, emotional, intellectual, moral, and personal development. 
expert teachers know about their students and how these students best learn. All right, the four types of knowledge required of an expert teacher, pedagogical knowledge, pedagogical content knowledge, content knowledge, and knowledge of learners and learning. This has been the Reading Instruction Show, but we took a little tour today to talk about learning theories, learning, and learning to teach.